We live in a very mobile world. Everyone is in a hurry to get somewhere. Throughout Scripture, God often taught people the greatest lessons along the journey. Today, we continue with Scott Pauley, our study through the great journeys of the Bible. Our prayer is that you will rediscover the adventure of walking with God. Today, we look at my favorite Bible story. I, I love all of God's Word, of course, but there is one story that through the years has meant more to me personally, just in my own life, than any other. It's taught me so much about God. It's taught me so much about myself. It's taught me so much about others. Uh, I just uh, I go back to it again and again. It's like a deep well or a deep, rich mine, and you never exhaust it. Charles Dickens called it the greatest short story of all time. Rembrandt actually painted two paintings based on this one story from two different perspectives. It is, it's an amazing story. Jesus told this story in Luke chapter number 15. The Bible says in verse 11, And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Now this is only half of the story. This is the first part. Uh, I must come back to the second part the next time we study, so I hope you'll stay with us and join us again. There's just too much to cover in one time. But notice the first journey that this son makes. It is a journey into the far country. Someone has said that in this famous story, commonly referred to as the prodigal son, there are stages in his journey. First, he's sick of home. Then he's homesick. And then he's home. I think that's exactly right. Isn't that like so many of our lives? We get we get sick of things and we get disgruntled and we begin to grumble and groan and complain against God. And soon we're leaving where we ought to be. We're moving away from God. Now to be sure, Luke 15 is a parable directed at the lost. It's a parable for lost people. There's a story here of a lost sheep and a lost coin and this is a lost son. But I believe God's truth is for all people. It's really a parable for all because... Not only is God speaking to these lost publicans and sinners and lost Pharisees and scribes that are there, but you'll remember uh, that there are disciples standing there hearing it too. Uh, there are people like Peter who's going to stray and have to come back to the Lord. Uh, there are many of us who, though we are children of God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, from time to time we get prodigal hearts. And in less than 300 words, think of that, less than 300 words... In this one story, God says, this is what I want you to know. 
about the journey of life. Beware lest you journey away from me. Here are a few thoughts God has taught me from this portion of the story. First is this, that the far country is always farther than you think it is. And when he left, I don't think he intended to be gone forever. I certainly don't think he intended to end like he ended. And yet when you get to the end of the story, he's wasted it all. All of his resources are gone. You see, the far country is always farther than you think it is. You'll notice that he began saying, give me, but he comes home saying, make me. The father gave him everything. The Bible says he divided unto them his living. The word there literally means his life. You see, these sons would not have received their inheritance, their portion of goods, till daddy died. This boy literally said to his father, I want your things more than I want you. We say, how despicable, and yet don't we do the same thing when we think more of God's blessings than we do of the blesser? The Bible says he gathered all together. Sometimes you think that people have it all together. Sinners think they have it all together, but actually they're coming apart at the seams. He took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. You see, every person does something with their life. You're going to spend your life, and when you spend it, you're either going to invest it or you're going to waste it. This young man wasted it all. And the Bible says in verse 14, when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. So here's the second truth I've learned. Not only is the far country always farther than you think it is, but secondly, the famine always comes. There's always going to be a famine. And I want to say something that may sound a little strange to you. Thank God for the famine. If it wasn't for the famine, we would never realize how much we need the Lord, how good God is. See, the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. He started thinking about how wonderful it was back at the Father's house and all he had, all he had given up, all he had walked away from. Now, sometimes the Lord will let you hit bottom to remember what truly matters in life. And so there's a third great truth. If you keep reading in the story, uh, this son begins to make his way home. And the Bible says in verse 20, He arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. Here's the third truth I've learned. Not only is the far country always farther than you think it is, and the famine always comes, but the father is always looking. We're going to come back to that truth in our next study and talk more about the father than we are the son. But I want to just tell you today that no matter how far you think you've traveled from God, God has His eye on you. You remember when Peter cursed and swore and said he didn't know the man? At that moment, he looked up and Jesus was looking at him. Friend, God has His eye on you today. And you might think that the trip back from the far country is a long journey, but I think what you're going to find when you turn around, the Lord has trailed you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The Lord is hot on your heels. He's after you. The Father is always looking. And then let me leave you with this thought today. Not only is the far country always farther than you think it is, and the famine always comes, and the Father's always looking, but the fatted calf is always better than the husk that the swine did eat. You'll remember, he was so hungry in the far country. He'd spent it all, and he's feeding pigs, and he's eating the husks. That's pretty bad. He's eating the shell. Isn't that just like what the devil offers? No substance. No substance at all. He just leaves you with the, the shell. He leaves you with nothing. And when he gets home, what does the father say? Bring hither the fatted calf. Uh, enough for everybody to eat. Enough and more than enough. That's the Lord. Our God is the God 
of abundance. He's the God of blessing. We'll talk more about the Father, more about our God when we come back in our next study to this journey. But today, I want you just to ponder this. Where are you with God? Are you running from Him? Have you taken even one step out of the house, away from where you ought to be with God? Are you in the far country? Where are you on your journey today? Wherever you are, stop. Come to yourself. That's what we should pray for every prodigal. Lord, bring them to themselves. Before people come to God, they have to come to themselves. Would you come to yourself today? Would you recognize that you are not where you ought to be? Would you begin to get that homesick feeling, that hunger for God, that longing for the Lord? And then, my friend, would you come home? Do you know what home is? It's a beautiful word. Home is the place where we belong. Home is that place where a man is a stranger in every other place until he returns to that place. Home is where you ought to be with God. Come home to God today. It'll be the greatest journey you've ever made. Thank you for joining us today for this time in God's Word. For additional messages, resources, and helps for your Christian life, visit us at scottpauley.org. We hope you will share the broadcast with a friend and plan to join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.